So I wanted to talk about, well, today I guess the subject is kind of being more kind because I think that particularly in the dog training industry and on social media, we've kind of forgotten how to be kind at the moment. You know, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of calling each other out for, for not really any particular reason. Like I saw a trainer really slating somebody else's method the other day that was a, a perfectly reasonable method. It was something that they based their business on, they'd based a course on. And another trainer had said a different method. Absolutely nothing to do with this method, but they'd used it as, yeah, you don't need to do this silly method you need to do this other one and both methods worked would work perfectly and probably be suited to different dogs so I just thought why do why do we keep feeling the need to do this to use one positive thing to bring down another positive thing because it's all positive right so you know I know that we want to call out abuse and and dangerous situations that we're seeing on social media which is fine if you are mentally able to do that because I'm not to be honest I tend to just move past those posts because I know you know the repercussions of putting up a comment is you're going to come back with really stupid uneducated comments that are going to make you feel annoyed but I wanted to talk a bit about just removing some of the judgment we feel and you know it's something that I do in a lot of my posts is, you know, looking at the other reason why people might do things. It's not, they, they're probably not going out of their day to piss you off. They are doing it because they're in their own world, because they've got their own stuff going on. And just trying to look at things more that kind of way. And, uh, you know, not, definitely not saying that I do this. I don't walk around being a saint thinking, oh, everybody's got their own agenda. It's just what I try to do. Of course, there's some days where I'm walking around and I'm like, oh, everyone's an idiot. But when I try to reframe my mind, I find it helps me a lot to think, oh, you know, well, like, for example, that guy didn't hold the door open for me, even though he saw me, like, struggling with a pram and a toddler. Probably because he didn't even notice, you know, he's in his own world. He's thinking about his job. He's probably stressed. Why, why would he notice? You know, I've done it before myself. Uh, you know, let a door go in someone's face. Not because I was being deliberately rude or particularly annoying. I just wasn't thinking. Because sometimes we don't. not always aware of other people. So it's just changing that perspective a little bit. We can't control them. We know that. We can only control our actions. So it's just about kind of seeing a different light you know people aren't there to irritate you they're just there and we have to learn to to live around them so the reason I wanted to talk about the reason why I've kind of my brain has come more around to the idea of, of feeling less judgmental and just more understanding to people's different situations and I would say weirdly that it started when I worked in rescue because I definitely was a lot more narrow-minded when I went in and you know I had the idea that how could anybody give their dogs up these are horrible people um you know awful situation I would be homeless with my dog rather than give them up and there's no situation that deserves this just I just had that kind of attitude and you know 
really found it hard to see the the other side and when I started working rescue actually you know would sit in the more difficult cases um as a behaviorist so if there was a dog that was showing particular worrying signs in their history then I would sit in on that intake so I got to see a lot of the intake process as well and you these people it was much more understanding these people are desperate and there's absolutely of course you still get people that are not particularly nice and don't really care about their dogs and that shows but the majority of people giving up their dog is exactly how you would imagine like it would be exactly how you or me would be if we had to give up our dog they are inconsolable they are you know back and forth whether it's the right thing to do and they are desperate they are absolutely desperate and it could be a situation of domestic abuse it could be that they are going to be homeless but they have kids and they have to think about the kids too it could be that the dog is is so behavior is so bad that they just cannot cope or they're actually getting injured and they're afraid living in their own home it's it's you know situations where you know it's much more extreme and there's so much more to it than I ever could have imagined and even the way the kind of you know attitudes people have towards their dogs it it all comes from somewhere else and I think weirdly because when I when I went to work there I wasn't I definitely wasn't expecting to come out liking people more but it, it does make you like people more because you see yes you see the worst of humankind but you also see the best of humankind I mean you're seeing the staff that work in rescue and this is why you know it really upsets me that people really slate rescues and I understand the reasons behind them but it's it's it all makes sense if you work in rescue right there has to be a reason why people why rescues are so selective because when dogs come back when they get returned when they when rescues do flex on rehoming criteria then the dog is so likely to come back and they've even they've had even more problems you know the home hasn't known known what to do so they've done some awful punishment or they've you know put the dog in a situation they shouldn't have been in the dogs now got to have a risk assessment and that's all because it was like oh I don't want to flex yeah but my kids are really good with dogs or yeah but it will be okay that we don't have a garden or it's okay that I'm in a city because I'm really experienced with dogs and I know how to handle it so you know rescues are pushed to flex and it, it doesn't ever go well I have to say that I think there's probably very very few places where a flex happened and it worked because we you see the dog you know the situations that the owner's going to have to handle and how that dog's going to cope in that environment and you know it's not going to work so there is a reason why and yes sometimes it's it's some really strict criterias but that's because those dogs and this is the main thing from those staff those dogs are loved you know you think that oh they've lost their home they don't have anyone that loves them oh they are loved from the minute they come in that rescue there's always somebody that particularly loves them you know there's always going to be oh really got to touch that dog and so you want to see them go to the best home and you want to see them stay there and the way these the way these this the staff are with these dogs you know they will go out and buy them cheese 
and so they've got extra treats if they've run out of treats from the rescue they will do everything for these dogs and it, it really does make you like fall in love with humankind as well because there's so many lovely people out there that we sometimes miss when we focus on the bad in social media and that's why it's just the worst thing to kind of call out a trainer or call out a person because you've seen a snippet of their video which doesn't actually tell you a lot so you know it's just thinking of that other side what 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 good could this person have done what are they doing you know in other scenarios because if we do see a snippet you know there's times when I'm walking uh, badger and he's not you know he'd be sniffing and I'll see a trigger perhaps walking behind him perhaps a stranger who's particularly scary or something and I might hurry him along I might even give him a little pull just to move him on to get him out of the way so he doesn't get in a position where he gets stuck and he has a reaction but if someone just saw that snippet of me pulling him along and he's trying to sniff you'd think I was horrible you'd be like oh poor poor dog why doesn't that owner just let let her dog have a sniff but, you know, you, then you wouldn't see all the other times where that is his walk, is just walking along sniffing. You don't know the background or why I'm pulling him along because you might not know that he's strange and reactive. So there's just, we just can't take one little thing and make a whole story up about it, even though as humans we love to do that. So it's just sort of thinking of, thinking of yourself and your own reactions and, you know, if it, think if you've done it, you know, if someone does something that annoys you, think, oh, I've probably done that before, you know, I've probably not held the door open or, or whatever it is. And, you know, when we're calling out things on, on social media, it's also important to know that there's always a real person behind that account, whether it's, yeah, regardless of how many followers they have, they are still that person behind that, you know, the whole thing, they're putting all their effort into it and... So when we put those negative comments, you know, it's obviously going to have an effect on one individual. And we need, to, we need to keep that into consideration because we're so removed from that individual because it's all online and because we're disconnected from them. You know, we, it's, hard, it, it's easy to write things that we might say behind that person's back to a friend or something. So I think in every sense... It's just changing the way we think and the way we speak about people. So, you know, I always remember, even going way back to school, I always remember the people that weren't bitchy, you know, rather than the ones that were. I always remember the people that that kind of said, oh, yeah, you know, if you said, oh, so-and-so looks rough today, right? And if somebody came back and said, oh, yeah, but you know what, they, they're working really hard and I, I you know, think they've they were probably up late and they're probably going through a hard time. I always remember that person because I think, wow, what a nice thing to think. You've, you didn't want to engage in that bitchiness that sometimes we quite enjoy. We like having a good, a good bitch, good moan sometimes. You didn't want to engage in that and you saw the good thing. And I think that's a trait that is so important in us and it stays with me that I think we can all do it more often. So... You know, it's just, and it's practice. It's just practicing because I think we're programmed to moan. I think we're programmed to focus on the negative. I think we're a bit programmed to, to bring other people down because it helps us feel good. So next time you kind of, 
do it or you're perhaps thinking of making a comment or you already did, then think, sort of check yourself and say, oh, could I say something nice now or could I, could I make a nice comment about someone behind their back, you know, just so we can start to slowly change the, the way our brain works because it's a much nicer world if we try to see the good in people rather than always letting our brains keep going to the bad. Because you, when you start to see the good in people, yeah, it's just nicer and, and it makes you feel better. And then we can focus less on those horrible social media posts that we see or, you know, the ones that make us really angry. And we can focus on the good and think, oh, look at, look at that person with their dog today. They've done a great job. Because that's what ultimately, I hope, is going to make the world a better place. So, yeah, let's make this little one a, you know, changing our mindset to being more kind and more kind thinking. Thank you for listening.